Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good one for you today. It's been a while. Tommy, we'll catch up. We, we, we got it. Been, it's been a minute since we've been together. On, on one of these. Um, I know we've both been busy, but we got a busy episode today. Uh, some some big trade rumors that we're going to have to get into involving Taylor Hall, which I feel like has been in Blues trade rumors for the past three years. I can't but, wait to talk about that. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, the Blues are a bad hockey team now. Uh, we'll get into that as well. But first, how you been, Tommy? How, what, have, what have you been up to? It's been like a week. Yeah, I haven't been it bad. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw it on the timeline or not, but I, I did get my first tattoo uh, of, of my young life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they always say that you don't want your any tattoo, really, but especially your first tattoo to be a tattoo that you end up regretting. Um, and so for me, I think the safest route possible was to get a tattoo of the one thing that I've loved my entire life and will continue to love my entire life, and that is City of St. Louis. So I got the Gateway Arch. With a little bit of shading on it, and then uh, under the gateway arch is just STL and kind of like the arch apparel uh, font, and I think it looks it looks pretty minimalistic. Like it's not huge, it's not a massive piece, but uh, I think it looks yeah, I think it looks clean and I think it looks classy, and that's kind of what I was going for. So couldn't be happier with the result. It's clean because like it's simple, but like if if I like saw you from across the room and like I saw you, you know your wrist was pointing out, I saw I could tell what that is. Yeah, you know, and I've watched I've watched like two seasons of Ink Master. That's the most important thing. You need to be able to read it. it can't look like a big blob of ink. Right. Exactly. So, and I go. my dad's very old fashioned, even though two of his brothers have tattoos. Uh, so he wasn't very happy with it. But uh, I think I don't know. It's just a different age now. You know, where it's like. Because my dad just convinced, like, oh, burnouts, uh, people that drop out of high school, uh, criminals, choppers, like, chopper riders, those are all guys that have tattoos, not my son. And I'm like, dude, it's just more of, like, a celebration of art and, like, uh, creativity and expressing yourself more than anything. So, yeah. uh, and even now, like, you talk about, like, jobs and, like, in nursing and, like, more professional fields are being, like, you don't have to cover up your tattoos. Like, we don't care Mm -hmm. about that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I feel like. Yeah, I wanted to be a part of that revolution <laughs> with my yeah, first it's... tattoo that's two inches long. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're inked up now. No, it's a tough one for me because it's like it's a tab. I'm Jewish and it's a taboo in like Jewish families. And, right. And there's like this there's like this this uh rumor that goes around that like every Jewish p- parents tell their kids that like if you get a tattoo you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And I believed that for the longest time. And like Damn. that's like. It's like sort of true. There's like a line like in the tour that's like if you mark your skin, you won't be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. But then like it that it technically also applies to like ear piercings and and right. anything else like that. So it's just a thing that Jewish parents tell their kids so they don't get tattoos. Essentially, yeah. um, <laughs> no. But it's it's definitely like if I were to like come home from oh I don't know I, if I were to come home from like a a winter break or or a spring break like with a tattoo. I don't think I'd have a place to stay. I don't think I would be going home. I think I'd be stopping by seeing my parents and getting in a hotel. So <laughs> maybe yeah. a, maybe a post graduation decision there. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. There hopefully, you go. Dad, Dad, if you're listening to this episode, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you move out or something. Oh, all right. Moving on from that. Speaking of uh, of of pain, mm. uh, the blues. I like that segue. 
<laughs> yeah, it has been a lot of pain, man. I forget what it, it's like two, four, and three in their last ten or something or two. So I don't know. Math is hard. We something we like that. It's not great. We haven't won at home in like forever. Just, Couple months. Since like last season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like look, February, wasn't it? Look, I mean, to 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 try to sum it up, if that's even possible, this team is just not at all where it needs to be and we're gonna get into the taylor hall stuff but it's not it's not a personnel issue besides maybe the colton pareko injury it's not a personnel issue in my opinion it's it's the attitude of this team is not in the right place um and bringing in a guy like taylor hall would be great but it's not gonna fix the deeper seated issues with this team the good thing is if if i'm correct then it is just sort of a psychological approach thing that that's something that can get turned around but we got a lot to break down. I don't even know where to start. Here's the thing for me is lately, especially in terms of like the shot column, I know a lot of everyone about advanced analytics is like, yeah, I'll bring out the shot column. You don't know what you're talking about. But like, obviously the offense is doing a lot better than they have been before because they're generating more shots. Now, are they high danger chances? Probably not. Would you like to see more? Probably. Uh, does it help that they're going up against some pretty good goaltending right now? Probably not. Well, to be fair, the last game we lost against their third string tendy. But besides that, John Gibson played lights out. Um, so credit to him where it's due. But I, I think the biggest thing for this team right now, uh, maybe not necessarily is effort, because it seems like, especially with the level of intensity that they've been playing with, and uh, the job that the defense has been to, has been doing too in limiting shots. Now we're going to talk about Jordan Bennington a little bit too because that's been a hot topic as well. But uh, I do think this team is playing better hockey than their record shows. I do think this team is playing better hockey than they have been uh, in the past this season. Uh, but it's still not clicking, and something yeah. needs to change fast because we we talked about it time and time again. April's going to be an absolute gauntlet, and it's going to start with this next game against the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, we've made a lot of excuses for the Blues throughout this season. I've made a lot of excuses for the Blues throughout this season. Um, and I think those have been reasonable excuses, but there gets to a certain point where no matter how much adversity you face, no matter what injuries you deal with, you're going to have if you're a Stanley Cup contending hockey team, you got to play through that, you got to play above that, and it doesn't matter. Your whole roster's injured, so what? You go out there and you you win hockey games and the excuses can only go so far, and like Tommy just said, I, I'm pretty sure like 20 of our remaining 30-something games are against Colorado, Vegas, or Minnesota. You can't you can't be making excuses during those games because if we have another week, another two weeks of, you know, if Col- once Colton Pareko comes back or once this defense figures it out or whatever it may be, we can't have that because the next thing you know, you're on the outside looking in and. In this short season, I don't think if the Blues drop out of the playoff spot, I have a really hard time believing they find their way back in. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to see how they navigate it for the rest of the season for sure. But I do, I do think uh, just on the Zach Sanford home front, uh, I, I, I know the conversation even just itself and saying his name, it's brutal because it's so. It just feels like it's yeah disappointing. It will really like just toxic when you look at it on Twitter. Uh, but I do think. Uh, there was a stretch there that Zach Sanford was playing really good hockey, and there's a stretch there that Zach Sanford wasn't playing really good hockey. Surprise, surprise. I think consistency has been uh, his biggest problem throughout his career. Um, but in terms of Craig Berube utilizing him, I think 
Craig Bruby said in one of his post-game comments that he needs more guys going to the net, driving to the net, going to those gritty areas. And even if Zach Sanford's not very good at doing that, the fact that he is doing that or trying to do that, I think that's why we're seeing him get so much eyes time. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but I guess in Craig Bruby's eyes, he is reliable. And speaking of reliability, the Oof, most important baby. The, mm, the most important time to have reliability is with your auto parts and your car needs because the last thing you want to do is just deal with car troubles, especially in a in the side of the road or whatever. Tommy, you know it, I know it. It's it's the worst. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. It's the last thing anyone wants to do. Drive down to the local auto shop, wait in there for 45 minutes while the counterman orders specific parts to his computer, jacking up the price, making you sit in there all day, and you spend your entire bank account getting your car fixed when you have rockauto.com at home on your computer in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much? For the same parts, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Is it time to talk about Jordan Bennington? Jordan Bennington, yeah, let's do it. I think, I think everyone can agree that the team as a whole has had its shortcomings, um, but Jordan Bennington, I think washed up Tendy, or a lot of people have said this online too, to be fair. But shout out to my dude, because uh, I love you, Chandler. But I think he said it best when he said, "The problems with the Blues aren't Jordan Bennington's fault, but he needs to be better." I think that's mm-hmm. that's a good way to describe the things that are going on with Jordan Bennington because I before this season maybe in the bubble a little bit but I never thought that those like soft goals from like extreme angles were a problem with Jordan Bennington um but it almost feels like it's either a lack of confidence like him like getting too far into his net as opposed to playing out and aggressive like we saw in the 2019 Cup run uh, I think that was when, obviously, when he was at his best hockey. Uh, I still think he's capable of playing at that level. I still think he's, on average, going to play closer to, the, to that level than we're seeing right now. But the defense hanging him out to dry, specifically in like right on the doorstep, right in front of the crease, uh, doesn't help him by any means. So I do think getting Colton Pareko back, whenever that will be, which hopefully it's soon. It sounds like it'll be soon if he's skating and everything. Um I think that is going to play a huge part because of the lack of size and, to some extent, physicality uh, on our back end. Because, obviously, a guy like Robert Pertuzzo brings that, but he also gets walked uh, for a highlight reel goal at the same time. So he's, he doesn't bring the same kind of defensive capability that Colton Pareko does uh, in his own zone. And, obviously, he's not 6'6", like Colton Pareko is, so Colton can clear the crease a lot better specifically better than a guy like Tory Krug who's like 5'9 or a guy like Vince Dunn uh, who's not very big either so I do th- I do think uh, we were talking about it before the podcast that Alex Petrangelo's absence Jay Bomeister's absence all of those guys you would like to have them back obviously that's not going to happen um, but I I think a lot of people suspected that the Blues would take a dip 
in their defense, but they thought that the offense, the offensive production would make up for it. The fact that that hasn't happened this season is, I think, why we're seeing the Blues struggle so much. Yeah, and I think goaltending and hockey in general is a big mental sport, uh, very much goaltending. Um, and, and as we go, Jordan Bennington is a guy that rides really, really high off of his confidence when he's playing well. So it's understandable that, you know, the team as a whole kind of playing below expectations and, and kind of kind of forcing Jordan Bennington to play worse than he was capable of just because when the team as a whole is struggling this much, you're not, it, it's impossible for a goalie to, to have, you know, a, a Vesna quality season when, when I'm sure that that's what Jordan Bennington was expecting him to have. So it, it had to be tough out of the gates to just accept that maybe this team wasn't going to coast as much as you thought. And your numbers weren't going to be as good as they normally were. And you're going to be facing tougher chances than you thought. So I, I think it's, it's one of those things where if we see, this team kind of figure things out not to do not to do with Jordan Bennington I think the Jordan Bennington issue will correct itself I think if this team continues to struggle we could see Jordan Bennington turn it on down the stretch and carry this team kicking and screaming to a playoff spot or we could see him crumble as well and could be having an interesting conversation this offseason about regarding his recent extension but in general I think this season's really hard to judge um the way it's gone so far just because of how chaotic it's been and I don't think we can really look at individual guys the way they've played this season and and speak on their careers as a whole just because I think this is going to be such an outlier when you know three four five years from now I hope we're going to look back at this season and say man remember remember when Jordan Bennington sucked but that's just me that's what I think but I could be wrong I think you're right especially uh like I feel like we always talk about this but the fact that there's not there's no fans or not a lot of fans in the stands. I, I do think that directly affects a lot of players and how they prepare for games and how they get amped up because uh, you can definitely feed off that energy from the crowd. And Honestly, that could be a reason why the Blues have struggled so much at home is because uh, instead of having 20,000, 25,000 fans screaming your name uh, or yelling at you to shoot, there's like 5,000, I think. So it's definitely, it's definitely an adjustment. Obviously, a lot of teams in the league have made it. I don't know if the Blues have made that adjustment or what's going wrong. Maybe it's a combination of all of those things, but it is it is difficult to watch, I will say that. Yeah, it, it's definitely not what I was hoping for in this season. I think that's, you know, it's, it's given, a, given the Blues even a little too much credit. Like This has been an extreme disappointment so far. Um, I, th- I think at the beginning of the year we said, oh yeah, Blues, Vegas, Colorado, those guys are going to run away with this division and then the fourth spot's going to be up for grabs. And that's... Couldn't have been further from what happened. And I think part of the blame's on us for maybe being a little over optimistic, but also like it's so disappointing because it's not even like you can just you can look at this team and be like, oh wow, power play's been atrocious or you know, golden thing's been atrocious. Like it 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 it's it's seemingly so obvious these fixes, like the effort's not there. They're not playing with that intensity, they're not playing with that grittiness that we know that they're capable of. It it feels so obvious when we're watching it, but yet you watch a game and it feels like they take one step forward and then the third period comes around and they take two steps back. It's, it's been a very frustrating season for blues fans because it hasn't just been a bad season. It's been an inconsistent season and, and, and nothing's more frustrating than, than seeing the potential that this team had, you know, earlier in the season, this team showed incredible flashes and, and, and then to see the lows of this season coupled with those highs, it's, it's, it's brutal, you know, and seeing what this team's capable of, but then watching the product that they put on the ice some, some nights it's, it's tough. I think the big telling quote for me 
Uh, it came from Craig Berube after last game, and it said, our team is making mistakes right now, and those mistakes are directly ending up in the back of the net. Uh, and it's hard to play a perfect hockey game, I think, was basically what he was saying. So to break it down, I think in a nutshell, that Jordan Cairo play last game where he's skating on the blue line and he kind of falls down backwards and then uh, they get an odd man rush going the other way. You can kind of mm. see like he doesn't skate back as hard as he probably should to get himself back into that play and make it more difficult for the other team to score. And then Robert Bertuzzo gets walked off the pass uh, and Jordan Bennington gets beat as well. So I I think all of those should have been stopped, right? I mean, Jordan Cairo should have back-checked, right. made it harder. Robert Bertuzzo probably should have made a better defensive play. And Jordan Bennington is the last line of defense. I, obviously, he's not going to make a save there every time. But I think those, not desperation saves maybe, but those saves that, he's, that he makes when you're not expecting him to make the save, were kind of what set him apart from Jake Allen because there were so many times on Jake Allen like breakaways where we're like, well, this is in the back of the net, and then it was in the back of the net. With Jordan Bennington, we were like, oh, I don't know, like he's pretty good at breakaways, and half the time he would save him. So I think, like like I said, all of those things combined, uh, you got to work harder for your teammates. Like Craig Bruby said, it's it's impossible to play a perfect hockey game, but it is possible to rally behind your teammates. And be like, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake. Like, we got your back. Like, we're here for you. We're going to support you and work twice as hard to make sure that mistake doesn't end up in the back of the goal. And I don't think that's happening right now with this team. I agree. I agree. The team definitely isn't working hard. Would not put any money down on the Blues with the way that they're playing. But if there is something, a sports game, reality TV, award show, that you wouldn't put money down on, the best place to do that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Final Four is coming up for college basketball. It's going to be really exciting. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on literally almost anything you can imagine. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a free 50% welcome bonus along with that first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and that's promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. All right, now, speaking of March Madness, we're talking about college basketball. Tommy, we are in the final four for the Bilt Bar Madness. Oh we are one round away from the championship. The championship. I That's love that. The championship. We are in the flavorful four. We got in one in one bracket, cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Mm. And on the other side, we got mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. Impossible. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going cookie dough. Just because every time I get anything ice cream, cookie dough is the move, uh, so I can't so I okay. can't turn my back on that. You know, it's been the, it's been there for me through thick and thin uh, since I've been knee high to a tater tot. So <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta stick with my roots, and uh, I'm definitely going. Is that I'm I'm going cookie dough 100. Send it to the finals. Is that your pick for for outright? Okay. On the other side, I mean, I'm a little biased because I'm not the biggest coconut fan, but. I will have to say, if it were any other built bar against mint brownie, it would still lose. There is no better combination than mint yeah, and chocolate. Besides not maybe it. peanut butter. I don't know how it made it to the final four. Besides That's a Cinderella story. Butter. Yeah. I feel like coconut's one of those like polarizing foods. You either like love coconut, it. like yeah. you either like you either you like put coconut on everything, or you're like, if I try coconut, I I will, you know. Well, Easter's coming up. Do you do the lamb cake? Mm. Have you ever had a lamb cake? I've not had a lamb cake. 
Okay, so my mom makes like, uh, she's got like a lamb mold, I guess, for like a cake mm-hmm. pan, and then she makes a cake and then puts like coconut with like green food coloring so it's like laying on grass and then you put little like candies on for the eyes and stuff Mm -hmm. it's pretty good but sometimes like for a while there when i was little she would put coconut on the whole cake to make it look like it had fur and i was like yeah let's not do that again because that's Mm -hmm. gross (laughs) i don't want the cake with coconut this has been this has been the longest ad read ever so if you (laughs) want to go want to go vote and and maybe you disagree maybe you're a coconut fan maybe you want to send that to the finals the championship Go to BuiltBar.com or to Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting porky bar ever. The championship is coming up. You can't miss it. All right, Tommy. End of today's episode. Taylor Hall. I already said I don't think he's what this team needs. I don't think bringing in Taylor Hall would, would, would... you know, fix things overnight. I think it would be damn fun. I think he's just underachieving this year. I think, you know, his numbers are not are not a reflection of the player he is. He's just on a team like Buffalo. And Taylor Hall is one of those guys that I think needs good players around him to thrive. But when he has good players around him, can be, as we've seen, the best player in the league. He won an MVP like four years ago. That guy has not disappeared. Um, I think it's kind of telling, even just looking at his stats, so... 2017 won the Hart Trophy, 93 points in 76 games, right? So obviously above point per game. And then we're looking at 2018, he had 37 points in 33 games played. The injury there obviously taking a toll on him, but still above a point per game. And then 2019 with the trade to Arizona, he had a total of 65 games played and 62 points. So he was still sitting right around a point per game, and then Buffalo, it just all collapses. So, and it's not to say, like, Ryan O'Reilly's stats took a dip in Buffalo, too. And obviously, in the state of disarray that they're in right now, anyone going to that team uh, would be looking pretty brutal. So if you can get him for a pretty hefty bargain, a guy of that caliber, just getting him in the in the locker room and showing him, like, what blues hockey is all about maybe like moving forward if you have to part with a guy like Jaden schwartz i hope you don't but if you have to part with a guy like him um and then whatever happens in the off season if you're planning on moving on from vladimir tarasenko Uh-oh. in 2023 Uh-oh. i hope i hope they're not but this could very well be like a contingency plan for that you know what i'm saying uh even if it's a one-year rental so if if he's making eight million here it's not gonna happen i just tell you that right now they're not they're not clearing enough cap space to move $8 million. It just won't happen. Uh, but if Buffalo's retaining 50% and he's making $4 mil here and Pareko comes back and someone else goes on long-term injured reserve, I could see it possibly playing out. Because he, I mean, I think he's got a lot left in the tank and he's a hell of a hockey player. And his stats in Buffalo don't really show that right now. So, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, as much fun as it would be, uh, the reports are that Buffalo is looking for a defenseman in a potential return for Taylor Hall trade or just in general. And I don't think the Blues can, A, have a defenseman that would make sense to offer up besides maybe Vince Dunn, but that wouldn't really be a starting point for Taylor Hall, in my opinion. Um, yeah, throwing a... Yeah, his stock is so low right now. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It probably wouldn't be very sexy, but I think 
a guy like Scott Prunovich would uh, definitely turn their attention our way. No. It would not be great. I love Scotty Too Hotty, but I, I, uh, I do dude, think these are big Buffalo would be very interested in minute mark of an episode. You can't be doing this. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, we can talk about it next time, yeah, too. We I don't play it on Friday. To. Look, I don't think Taylor Hall is going to be traded to the Blues. Um, I've, fa- I I've fallen for this one before. I wouldn't put anything past I've fought for And trading with Buffalo yeah, always true. goes well for us. Look, that's true. Okay, you know what? You <laughs> I'm know surprised what? they're you know trading what? with us at all. Taylor Hall for Zach Sanford, uh, Vince Dunn. Throwing Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw in Mike Hoffman. They'll throw in Jack Eichel and Rasmus yep. Ristolainen. And for Call their troubles, we'll give them a fourth-round pick. And, yeah. and we'll give them Patrick Berglund again. But they also have to pay us five million dollars. Yes, and we'll give them or what was it? Whatever that Arnado we'll, deal. We'll sign. We'll sign Patrick Berglund from five hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, sign yeah. Patrick Berglund back from Sweden. We'll trade him to Buffalo again, and then he'll um, re-retire. Yes. Yeah. Now we got a deal. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh man, that's a All blockbuster right. right there. All right, tell you what, if that deal happens, the first place that you'll hear about it is the Lockdown Blues podcast. I know we've been a little. A little inconsistent lately. I know I've been dealing with midterms and spring break and getting flying home for my second vaccination, and it's been a, it's been chaotic. And I know Tommy's in the same boat, so we apologize for that. Um, but we're getting back appreciate, into it. Yeah, appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, appreciate you guys listening always. Hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Follow me. On Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter at TWelcher15. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, MySpace, uh, pick Aim. Napster, Napster, Napster. Uh, at Locked On Blues. Yik Yak. Yik Yak. Oh, you ask FM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ask us some anonymous questions. You know mm-hmm. it. Um, no, but seriously. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. We're we're looking forward to getting back to daily uploads. It's been a it's been a struggle for us lately, it's been a grind. but it's been a grind. But April's coming up. We're looking forward to to getting daily episodes out. Gonna get back into getting some guests on this show. Gonna try to introduce some new segments. Locker room was a whole lot of fun when I did that last week. So Tommy and I are getting into that a lot, a lot more. Again, follow us on Locker Room. Same as our Twitter handles. You can listen to us rant about the game live next time we do it. So yeah, thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.